This is Stan and Carl with A Word Fitly Spoken. This is a privately funded podcast, and yet we need your support, not with money, but with your prayers, that this ministry accomplishes two things. One is that we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and second, that this is a platform for Christians to be able to tell their story. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and like us. This makes our podcast much easier for others to find on Stitcher and iTunes and iHeartRadio and anywhere that podcasts are playing. This recording and the material within it is copyrighted and any rebroadcast or use of the material without expressed written consent is strictly prohibited. Hello and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken with Carl and Stan. We are here to bring you the good news, give some reports from the local mission field, and to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So sit back, listen, and enjoy A Word Fitly Spoken. Well, hello everybody and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken. In our last podcast, we listened to the testimonies of Doug Atkins and Russ White. That was part one. And this week, we're going to listen to the conclusion. We hope you enjoy. I cut you off, Doug, to get, to, right. get to that point. So tell me, what shifted you from, what was the name of the other church? Biltmore Baptist Biltmore, Church. What shifted you from Biltmore to come to Winds? Well, we left Biltmore, the family. Yeah. The family. It, it was terrible. I was a coward for leaving. And I loved, my daddy will smack me upside my blooming head <laughs> when he sees me in heaven for leaving Biltmore for that reason. But yeah. we, the church split. Okay. And Ellen and I was looking for a church. Okay. Because I was into it then. Yeah. And Winds Baptist Church used to have concerts here every Friday night, gospel concerts. Right. We packed the place. And I went, came, was invited to a concert, came to a concert that Friday night. Monday night of that next week, two of the members of the church, Dan, came to my house, talked to us. We hit it off. Came to church, Winds Baptist Church, another couple of Sundays. Pastor Brown showed up at my door that Monday night. Mm. That was it. I, I fell in love with the church. Yeah. And I wasn't here, I, I say months I got involved in building and grounds they asked me I got involved with this yank this gentleman here <laughs> there's that Yankee again. excuse me I got involved with Rust uh, upstairs and uh, cameraman yeah I felt like throwing him off the balcony a half a dozen times but still well you didn't do anything right so uh, <laughs> we used to have fun we had oh, this church has fun yeah and no uh I totally got involved in the church, cooking hot dogs, uh, helping around the church. Then asked me to become chairman of Building and Grounds, which I did at the time. And 16 years later, I'm still chairman of Building and Grounds. Which, yeah. But which, uh, I'm probably the oldest man in, that's ever been baptized in this church. I was 74 years old. Really? 74. Wow, fantastic. And I, at that, when... Jeff Chadwick baptized me that night, and he was talking. He asked me, you know, how did I feel? I said, well, by the grace of God, my family, Winds Baptist Church, I am not the man that I used to be. Praise and I meant that. Amen. My Amen. life turned around when I entered this church. 
That is just, oh, that's and, fantastic. Uh, it's just that, you know, 16, 16 years ago, I guess. Wow. That, that's incredible. It, it, that this church is incredible. And during the day, Russ and I are here every day. It's our thing. Not that we have to be. Okay. It's our thing. We're here every day. Uh, the people that we work with, Sandy, Dana, Kathy Rector, I mean, the whole group, the whole staff. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm going to say it here. Bob will probably hear it, but fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of fun. Pastor Brad's right in with us. So Bob Davis is fluffy for everyone who wasn't aware of that. Oh, so when you see him on Sunday, don't tell him I said so. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great stuff. But Stan, so, it, it it is it, it's quite remarkable uh, of the way people can turn their lives around by the grace of God. And you've proven that. You would most of your I, I life so. to get I to that so. point, and I think that's fantastic. And now you're you're actually in a ministry that's bearing fruit. I, you know, working building and grounds. Believe it or not, it, it, it bears it, fruit. No yes, matter, it, and it's proof that no service for God is too little, or, or none, none is better than the other. If you're serving God and you're in service for God, it can bear fruit. So let's, let's talk about the ministries that the two of you are in. And first being, you know, building in grounds. And, 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 and Russ, uh, you're, you're a part of that, or how is yours labeled? <laughs> because well, I I'm going to interrupt. I, I depend on Russ White a lot. I, I mean, I, I don't that. like the gentleman, but I... T- <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, I'm getting off course here. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like him, but he pats him on the shoulder. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, we, we are the so-called janitors. We like to call ourselves environmental engineers. Environmental engineers. <laughs> well, I like that one better. <laughs> uh, I, I got started with the janitorial work here years ago. Uh, we had a part-time person that came in and did some janitorial work and I frankly was ashamed to invite people to come to the church because it looked so bad yeah and uh, little uh, they wanted to change his activities and uh, he decided not to so I said well let me do it and I said I don't want to have to be ashamed to bring have people come and, and visit this church because it looks so bad yeah. and I've been doing it for I don't know 25 years I don't really know how many years I've been doing it yeah. and uh, it got to be, as we expanded and grew, it got to be too much for one person. I was working full time at it, and I wasn't ready to work full time at it. And old Dougie came along here, and we <laughs> got, him, got him <laughs> that's involved, and, and that's and how you two we, ended up being a team. <laughs> we split. He needed. I I wanted. Excuse me, Russ, but I wondered how that man did this job. Yeah, it, it was amazing that he could do all of this church by himself. Yeah, but he came to me. He came to me, and we talked about me coming on with him. I didn't hesitate a minute. I think that's wonderful. I personally have been here on Saturdays, and I've seen Doug over there working on those floors, getting that mirror shine. I know the amount of work, time, and effort you put into it to get that. And to step back and to look at that with some pride, it, it man, is. It's, it, it is. it means a lot. It says a lot about why you're doing it. You're not doing this. You're not doing this for... Money, you're not doing this no, for no, anything like it. It's all for the Lord and for your love for this church and for the people in it. And it, and it speaks volumes, both of you. I've seen you both put 
I mean, there was one time, Russ, I believe, you got here like at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, and I don't think you left that day until late, late that night. And I'm sure it's been more than one time that that's happened. <laughs> Those things happen, but uh, my main goal is that people not be ashamed, afraid to come here because it looks bad and turned off by that, but also to try to make things as easy as possible for people in other ministries to have rooms set up for them and yeah. and just take some of that workload off their shoulders, which is, I'm here anyway, I might as well do it. And uh, when somebody comes in to teach a class, it's uh, pretty much set up for what they need, or if there's some event going on, uh, it's ready for them. So for all of those ministries that are coming, that are here in this church, and there is a lot of ministries oh, in this church, day, you guys day. are t- affecting all of those with the work that you do, and, and the support that you give, and the direction that you give those people who are leading those ministries, because you do give direction at times. I've had direction well, got brought to me, you know, when I'm working with the singers class, and in our room, there's been Russell little things so over the years where you guys have had to so kind of steer retire. things and kind of inform me. But you, <laughs> That's I, a twenty twenty six. I agree. And Russ is getting old. It's always been I, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm the young one in the And why are you doing it? Because you don't want anything. I know how much time and effort you put into purpose. Of something building, like just the and the people uh, that are, I know what you went through. And I think that's that. amazing. Uh, and we have when two incredibly, we have two new playgrounds for those of you who are not aware. You've got children, right. bring them out. Those playgrounds are there for yeah. to be used I by mean, those people, kids. And, and Doug's a big reason for uh, that even getting stuff together and, and getting it set it up. I know that for a fact because I was there watching. Yeah, it is work. And supporting you through that whole process. Yeah, it was a huge job getting these playgrounds and a lot of stuff done. Yeah. But when you're working with people like the finance committee. Yeah. Chris Campbell. Chris Campbell. They, they, they've never said no to me. For yeah. some, they've never said no. Well, and that makes it easy on my job. Well, I, was, I don't have to fight for the money. Or, right. Well, being in those meetings, I mean, you can be prepared. You explain what we're trying to do. You're, you're very cognizant yeah. that the money that's going to go into this is money that was given by the church members for God's work. And you're going to treat that with a lot more respect than anything else. And you do. That's what I meant when I said I depend on Russell. I, yeah. I ask his opinion a lot about yeah. a lot of things. So he, he doesn't but, follow it. But. <laughs> no, I'm not going to follow it, but I ask him to be polite. <laughs> oh, I love it. But it's, it's, it's amazing what, what the church has done yeah. and what we've done yeah. and what you guys are doing. Yeah. We love every minute of it. I am certainly glad God gave me the ability and the mind to say, this is it, Doug. Yep. Winds Baptist Church is it, boy. Praise the Lord. We'll stop here. Praise the Lord. Yes. So, Russ, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Awana. Now, you've been involved with Awana since its inception, is that correct? Yes, but that that all goes way back beyond that. Oh, really? When I first came here, Pastor Donovan, in his wisdom, uh, gave me a little task to do to got me involved in the church, and I hadn't been here for maybe six months when they made me the teacher of fifth and sixth grade boys. Oh, wow. Uh, a challenge in itself. I I certainly was not uh, biblically prepared to teach a class, but fortunately they had literature, and, and I could teach from literature. But I, I got started out in children's ministry shortly after I came here. Uh, I also got into children's ministry about five years after that. I got, uh, through a lot of circumstances, got transferred to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, put my house for sale up here in Virginia, spent six months down there, uh, learning one thing. Uh, before I left Winds, we had a, a young daughter who was about four or five years old. Uh, at that time, they kicked you out of the nursery when you were four years old. Mm. So she had to sit with us in the worship service. 
and she was very active, disruptive. <laughs> uh, All for you were bothered the people around me, <laughs> embarrassed me, and I said many times, somebody ought to do something for kids that age. They're too young to be in the worship service. They don't understand what's going on, yeah. and they're just bored. Yeah. Somebody needs to do something. Well, it turned out uh, God sent me down to Baton Rouge, and I started church hopping to try to find church I might be interested in joining down there when we moved there. And I went to this one church, and there was nothing but adults in the church. Mm. And on the way out, I talked to the pastor. I said, are you an old church, or what? don't you have any kids here? And he said, oh, yeah, we've got lots of kids. There's a building right over there. We have a children's church, and uh, they have a special worship service for children. I said, well, can I go there one Sunday and see what goes on? And he said, sure, uh, come next Sunday. So I, w <coughs> I went next Sunday, and I was amazed. There was a service there that taught on the level that children could understand. I hadn't been in the door five minutes, and they put me to work. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> and uh, uh, I suddenly said, that, you know, there's a ministry that, that I could do. But, well, I'm here in Baton Rouge now, and, and my family's back in Maine. And it's funny because only one person ever showed up to look at our house in the six months I was gone. Yeah. But we had a, I, I was back on a weekend, and we had a youth retreat. I think it was a youth retreat, and we had a quiet time session. My wife and I sat together and were talking, and I said, you know, if, if God should lead us back here to Virginia, I could get a job back in Virginia. I'd like to, to ask the church permission to start a children's ministry, children's church ministry. And uh, we said yes. We kind of agreed that if that should happen, that's what we'd do. Well, I got a call the next day for a job interview in Richmond and came back. <laughs> it wasn't the job that I wanted, but I took the job anyway, asked the church if we could start a children's ministry, and they said yes. And this was 1978, I think it was, and we started a children's church program that we did for, I think, 23, 24 years. Well, but, see, now, you you challenged the yeah. Lord. <laughs> you said, well, look. We, 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 we promised that, you know, if that should happen, that yeah. we, would, we would do what we said we would do. Yep, and you and, did. And my father always said, do what you say you're going to do. That's right. Work hard and be dependable. There you go. Uh, I love it. Now, years after that, uh, Pastor Brower came on board here, and uh, our youth minister and some others were talking about doing an Awana ministry here at Winds, and well, it didn't affect me, so I wasn't uh, involved with it. But uh, we had Wednesday night dinners, and the pastor came and sat beside me on Wednesday night, and he said, I need you to sign this. And I said, sign, what is this? And I looked at it, and there was a contract with Awana, and there was a line there that said, Commander. And he said, I want you to write your name there. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know what a Rwanda commander was, but I wrote my name there, and I, I was one after that. Uh, so I, I sort of learned on the fly with some good helpers and uh, some training, and we started the Rwanda program here at Winds, and it just grew like wildfire. It yeah, just grew cool. and grew and, and grew, and we had outgrown our building for it. We, were, we just didn't have enough room, and God provided a, a new building with a, a a big room for an Awana game circle, and uh, I've been involved in Awana now since uh, 2001. Wow, that's incredible. I'm probably the oldest game leader in, in Awana history. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But it, it's been, it was a tremendously uh, rewarding ministry for me. Uh, God put some great people 
beside me, uh, Laurie Hawks particularly. Uh, she took over all the detail work, which I'm not good at, and planning and scheduling and all that, and let me do the ministry work. Wow. And uh, we worked very well as a team, and uh, uh, basically been doing it ever since. Oh, that's just fantastic. We had uh, Jason Harris here uh, to uh, do a, his testimony, and a, a, a big portion of his testimony is centered around Awana and his involvement there. He was a commander for a couple of years. A couple of years, yes. Yes, as well. You know, uh, it's it's a great ministry. Uh, it's very powerful, and it's, it's made an impact on a lot of kids. And honestly, Russ, I had forgotten, but you're right. You, your ministry, helping get in the kids' ministry here, has impacted this church it, even still, because we have a couple of deacons, I think, that, well, I know one deacon for sure, Ray Melton, that was... Uh, uh, in your Sunday school class way back then. He was with my fifth and sixth grade boys <laughs> class. <laughs> he was one of my challengers. Yes. He was one of your challengers. <laughs> Who would have known that that challenge would grow uh, up to be a deacon in the church? <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Yeah, he, he came to me one years afterwards. He, he started working in vacation Bible school, and he yeah. came up to me one night and he said, Mr. White, he said, I am so sorry. And I said, what are you talking about, right? He said, I'm so sorry that I gave you such a hard time when you were trying to teach me. He said, I, I just got a, 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 an example of that working with these kids here at Vacation Bible School. Oh, that's so funny. That's what, a, what a great ministry, and it does, it, it does help you to grow as a person and as an individual, and, and it's helping these kids because you're saying things and teaching them things and leading them. Um, in actions that will affect the rest of their lives. I've seen kids that I had in children's church in Iwana grow up, get married, have families. I've got some of their children in in the Iwana program, but uh, children that I thought would had no hopes are doing fantastically well. Others that you thought would be uh, very successful have gone through difficult times in their lives. But uh, uh, it's a joy to see those young people grow up and become good Adults, productive adults, uh, uh, and many of them staying with this church or other churches and, and carrying on ministries themselves. Well, I have to say, it's been a joy talking to you guys today. Your ministries are, are just fantastic. And the support and direction you've been giving me over the last couple of years and with Carl and, and, and all of these things, it really is appreciated. And I, have, I want the, everyone to know how much you guys really mean to us to me personally and to this church. Uh, we thank you. Uh, continue thank you. on and, and just keep shining your lights because I'm telling you, folks, Lord sees it. You know? And here you are, two guys that came to the Lord later in life. Tell me God can change lives. God can change lives. It doesn't Amen. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old we get or wherever we go. Yeah. As long as we open our hearts to Him. Well, God says it's more blessed to give than to receive. But the problem is you can't give as much as you receive. That's exactly right. You can never outgive God. Brothers, we really appreciate your time, and we thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed part two of the testimonies of Doug Atkins and Russ White. Just to let you know, these recordings were made before COVID impacted us all. And during that long 15 months of the pandemic, both Russ and Doug continued diligently working at WINS to take care of the facilities. And it was their dedication to God and to our church that helped us greatly. We moved our services outside, first out to the parking lot and then up on the hill. Uh, I want to personally thank them for all they do and for their examples of true Christian leadership. If you have questions, concerns, prayer requests, or you would like to share your testimony, please email us 
at wordfitlyspoken at outlook.com. In closing, as you go throughout your day, remember Proverbs 25.11. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Have a blessed day.